This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. Looking for the latest on the A's minor leagues? One of the latest additions to A's Cast is The Farm. A look around the minor leagues with interviews, updates, and profiles on the future A's tearing up the minors. Welcome to our A's Farm podcast. I'm your host, AthleticsFarm.com Editor-in-Chief Bill Moriarty. And today we're going to be joined by A's Assistant General Manager Dan Feinstein. We wanted to talk to Dan today because the A's recently signed 10 young Latin American players as international free agents. And if anyone knows what's going on with the A's Latin American operations, it's Dan. So we wanted to be sure to get the lowdown on some of these exciting young players straight from the horse's mouth. Hey, thanks for joining me today, Dan. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, like I mentioned, the A's uh, recently signed a bunch of young Latin American players, and, and we wanted to talk with you about a few of them in particular. But but first, let me ask you, overall, just, just how excited are you about this particular batch of kids that you've just signed? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're really excited about this group, and it's it's not about any per- one particular player. Uh, we think it's a diverse group um, of both position players and pitchers, uh, we think we have uh, quite a bit of upside and ability um, with the, with these kids. Well, um, like I said, there's 10 of them, but if there's one name that people have heard from that batch, it's probably highly touted 16-year-old switch-hitting Dominican shortstop Robert Poisson, and uh, he's been on people's radar for a while now. So can you tell me a little bit about what has you guys so excited about him? Yeah, I mean, we've been scouting him uh, for, for literally years, as has the rest of the industry. And uh, we targeted him, er, targeted him early on as, as the top player in this class, and as we ardently uh, pursued him. Uh, as enamored as we are with his physical ability, we've been even more impressed uh, with his work ethic and uh, makeup, uh, and and how he behaves as, as a teammate. Uh, and really is developing into a short time. In fact, uh, he's in Arizona now. He's getting a physical, and we'll get him out and practicing a little bit with the group in Arizona, and he's texting me nonstop, begging to get on the field. He, does, he doesn't understand why he can't get out there with his teammates, um, but we obviously have to go through the physical process uh, and get him approved by Major League Baseball. <laughs> well, it's good to know he's uh, he's chomping at the bit anyway. So, you, so do you, you think we're going to see him in the Arizona League uh, before long? Well, he's he's um, with all the the uh, July second kids. They sign or most of them sign to play the following season, so he won't play this summer. Okay, uh, but he's going to practice with one of the two Arizona League teams uh, for a few weeks. 
and then he'll head back to the Dominican Republic and, and train with the, the rest of his July 2nd class. So he'll get a little scrimmage time in in Arizona anyway. Uh, uh, what, what, let me ask you, what pool of his really, really jumps out at you most? Oh man! Uh, or, I mean, or maybe, let, let me he, say maybe tools plural. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he he certainly has. I mean, and he's he's impressed us more and more uh, every time we've seen him play and and work out. He's a, you know, he's a dynamic, gifted athlete, um, a, a wiry, strong switch hitter who can really run uh, and can can really play shortstop. He, he's a fun player to watch. Uh, well, I'm sure uh, Ace fans will look forward to watching him uh, before long then. I, I, there's a few other guys who are a little, little more high profile. I know uh, uh, folks are a little excited about too. Uh, there's the 16-year-old Venezuelan outfielder Moises Gallardo. Can you tell me a little bit about him? Yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a really deep class. Uh, overall, I mean, this is one of the deepest class we can, we can remember in recent years. And, you know, although some of these guys that we signed aren't in, uh, you know, Baseball America's top 30, uh, we really like them. And Moises is certainly one of those. He's a lean, athletic, uh, right-handed hitting corner outfielder from Venezuela who was able to come over to the Dominican Republic and, and spend time at our complex. We got to know him um, really well. You know, one, one of the Major League Baseball designs this process uh, so that the transition to professional baseball is oftentimes easier for these kids than it is with drafted kids. You know, Robert Pausson, Moises, uh, a couple of them, uh, other ones that we're going to talk about, have been able to come over and, and work out periodically at our complex in the Dominican Republic uh, since January. So, you know, right. we've been able to watch these kids practice and play um, sometimes, you know, more than we, we do with the kids that we draft. Yeah, that's interesting. I was thinking, you know, that you, you, you get a lot more looks at, say, uh, you know, college juniors and seniors. But you're, you're right. I mean, even if they're teenagers, you've got those complexes down there in Latin America and you can have those guys over there every day and take a look at them, I guess. And, yeah, you're not, you're not allowed to have them every day, uh, <laughs> but, but, but you're allowed to have them uh, periodically. And it's certainly enough to get to know them as players, as people. Right, right. That's interesting. Uh, there's another outfielder uh, getting a little attention, and that's a 16-year-old Colombian outfielder, Jasmed Diaz. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about him as well? Yeah, I mean, Jasmed is a you know mature, left-handed hitting, strong outfielder uh, who can you know really do damage with the bat. We think he's going to hit. Uh, he's athletic enough to play all three outfield spots he'll probably settle into a into a corner when it's all said and done um but we you know we had him uh regarded as as the if not the top one of the top players coming out of Colombia this year you know that's interesting because you know you don't normally think of Colombia as a as a great hotbed for baseball but I know you also have the third baseman Jordan Diaz was from Colombia he's been hitting very well in the system what 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 what's going on in Colombia these days um, you know, it's it's become kind of a hotbed. Um, you know, we have full-time scouts in Colombia. Uh, our scout from Panama, Juan Mascara, spends a lot of time there. There's tournaments, you know, e every week. Uh, so you get a chance to really see these players in Colombia over and over. 
Um, and there's, like you said, you know, we have another one in our system we, we really like. So uh, knock on wood, but we've had pretty good luck coming out of Columbia. Yeah, that's interesting. And then there's a pitcher that's uh, uh, getting some attention as well. That's 18-year-old Dominican right-hander Yehizon Sanchez. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you like about him. I guess he's the old-timer in the group. He's 18. Yeah, uh, he's he's a player. He's an 18-year-old right-handed pitcher who – uh, failed to register in time for last year's pool, uh, so he had to wait till this July second. We were, but we were happy happy to wait for him. He's um, it, it's a starting pitching profile with a quality fastball, a slider, changeup. Um, he's another one who's been on a throwing program at our complex for the last few months, uh, and he'll jump right into the Dominican Summer League rotation as soon as his contract is approved. Well, that's interesting. Uh, you know, I know the A's have really been doing a lot to expand their Latin American efforts in recent years, and I know you've obviously been very involved with that personally. When was that decision made that, hey, we really want to up our Latin American efforts? And, and then once that decision's made, what do you got to do? What's it take? Do you just start hiring more Latin American scouts? Do you start opening up complexes down there? Um, so what that decision made and, and, and what's involved in implementing it? Yeah, I mean, we in recent years, we've certainly placed an emphasis on bringing in as much international talent to the organization as possible. And it's, it's really to, to complement uh, the group of players that Eric and, and the amateur staff uh, draft. Um, and, you know, since, since we've instituted this, you know, this resurgence, uh, we, have, we have Latin American players spread throughout our system. Um, really, it just it just complements what we're doing here in the draft. And it, we've added uh, scouts all over Latin America. We've hired more scouts in the Dominican, Venezuela. Uh, we're about to, to hire a full-time person in Mexico. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it's something we're taking very seriously and, and we're committed to. So it sounds like more than anything, it's just getting those getting those eyes on the ground to, to, to go out and beat the bushes for these uh, for these kids then. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Latin American market is, is certainly different, um, to say the least, uh, about uh, than the amateur draft here in the States. And, and you need as many eyes as possible uh, with, with all the different countries that you need to scout. And um, you want to make sure that you're as uh, all of your looks as possible. So, you know, we're, we, we're going to continue to add more people. And uh, right now we have a very robust international group. Well, that's one thing I was going to ask, and we kind of touched on a little bit earlier, but but how difficult is it to assess the, 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 the talent level of these kids when they're when they're just so incredibly young, like as, a, as compared to, you know, like a, a 21, 22 year old college junior or senior? You know, you've got these these 16 year old kids down there. How how much more difficult is it really to scout them? Um, well, I mean, if you if you look at the success rates in the draft, um, you know, they're not especially high. Mm -hmm. uh, especially in the later rounds, and and you know, take that and magnify it by <laughs> who who knows what when you're <laughs> drafting uh, or when you're signing 16 year old players. You know, we we try not to scout them too young, uh, but we're certainly uh, aware of all the top talent by the time they're 14, um, and we are feverishly scouting them uh, by the time they're 15. But it, it's a challenge. There's certainly risk uh, involved in signing any 16-year-old player, um, but we try to make the best decisions possible based on uh, the most amount of looks as, as we can get. 
Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you, what, how, do you, do you know how old Robert Poisson was when you guys first started, started looking at him? Well, I, I, I think I first heard his name when he was, you know, 13 something. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't, I, I didn't see him, uh, for the first time personally until he was about 14 and a half. Um, but even at that time, you could tell he was, he had special ability. And, and like I said, I know you're personally very involved in the A's Latin American efforts. How often are you personally down there yourself in Latin America? Um, probably not uh, as much as some other Latin American um, directors that, that solely focus uh, on on that aspect of the job. We have uh, skilled cross-checkers, Steve Sharp uh, and Juan Mascara, who I already mentioned. But Steve Sharp is down there all the time. Uh, he's the energizer bunny of, of the international department. Um, I, I made five or six trips to the Dominican last year. I tried to get to Colombia. Um, you know, Venezuela is a difficult place to get to right now, unfortunately, right. but we're, you know, we're fully staffed there. Um, and, you know, Panama is another place where we enjoy going. Yeah, well, it must it definitely must be interesting, that's for sure. But I know you've got a few other things on your plate as the assistant general manager as well. So, um, but let me ask you, I know, like I said, because of this effort, you've, you've got a lot more Latin American players who are, have already funneled into the system. Um, and, uh, you know, I know, uh, we were talking about Vermont. There's already some guys there. There's a, there's a ton of guys in the Arizona League this year, uh, Latin American players. So tell, tell me a little bit about some of the guys that have already been funneled into the system who found their way onto the field already. Yeah. I mean, I just spent three days, uh, in Vermont watching the Lake Monsters play. It's a, it's a, it's a really fun level to, to watch as it's a, you know, it's the jumping off point for many of our young minor league players. Uh, and it, it, that team is very young. I think they're um, one of the youngest, if not the youngest teams in the New York Penn league. Um, you know, we have a mix of, of newly drafted players. Our first rounder is there, but we also have several 18 and 19 year old uh, Latin players who we, you know, kind of pushed to that level because we think they can handle it. Uh, Jordan Diaz, you mentioned him, is a, is a third baseman from Columbia. Uh, Kevin Richards is an uh, athletic center fielder um, who's more than held his own there at, at 19 years old. Uh, Yerdel Vargas uh, was filling in at shortstop before Logan Davidson arrived, at, and now he's playing a lot of second base and, and doing well. We have a handful of, of young Latin pitchers that are there. It's, a, it, it's, a, it's an exciting group. To watch uh, with mixed results on the field, um, but uh, an important part of the, of the development curve for sure. Yeah, like you like you mentioned. I mean, I noticed there were a lot of 18 and 19 year old uh, you know players on that roster, which is quite quite young for that league. But it also looked like a lot of those 18 and 19 year old Latin American players were actually some of the best performing hitters on the on the Vermont squad so far. Yeah, um, and you know we we added uh, another Arizona rookie league club this year to right. you know basically make room for all the young players that we're both signing and drafting. Uh, so we've we've pushed uh, a lot of kids that would probably uh, would in the past would have started off in the Dominican Summer League. They're now playing uh, in in Arizona. We we actually just brought up a young uh, Colombian center fielder who, who's barely 17 years old who's getting his first taste of the Arizona Rookie League 
Um, he he is actually the youngest player playing in Arizona. Who, who's who's that? What's his name? That's uh, Brian Buelvas, uh, a center fielder who we signed uh, last year. Who who you know really played only a few weeks in the Dominican Summer League before we had a need uh, in Arizona for a center fielder, and and you know he, he we felt he was ready to make that jump. Yeah, I, I see so many new names turning up there on those two <laughs> Arizona League squads. I'm, it kind of boggles the mind. I'm trying to keep them all keep them all straight at this point. But but from what I've yeah, seen, you know, Keith Lippman is too actually. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I hope they've got the uh, the names on the backs of, back of the jerseys this year. Um, they do, yeah. <laughs> and then you know one other group. Uh, you know we have ten Cuban players, um, right. which is a whole. Uh, another dynamic that that we've added to our international signings, and and those players, you know, range in age. I mean, we we sign 18 year old uh, Cuban players, but we also ha- have signed some 21 and and 22 uh, year two year old kids, and and they're more spread out throughout the system. Um, we have Cuban representation uh, at AAA and Miguel Romero and AA with Norhe Ruiz and Dayron Blanco. Uh, Stockton, uh, Lazaro, Armenteros, um, and then you know, we have players in Beloit. Uh, this Vermont pitching staff has a couple, and then there's several uh, Cuban players in Arizona too. So that's a, that's another layer um, of uh, player development um, that that Keith has to keep track of. Yeah, no, I noticed that. I, I've noticed there's so many Cuban players in the system now. You used to be able to keep, you know, very a small list in your head of who the, all the Cuban players were in the system, and now there's so many. The one guy that seemed kind of interesting to me is the uh, left-hander uh, Urlenis uh, Noah. I guess he's one of the, the older Cubans, but it seems like he's been throwing pretty well in a lot of his outings. Yeah, I mean, he, he was another one I was gonna I was gonna highlight if you weren't. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's in he's in Vermont. He he pitched uh, last night, uh, struck out six in in three innings. He's uh, you know ninety one to ninety five. He's a he's a polished left handed pitcher with a, a, a pretty good breaking ball. And, and uh, you know we'll we'll watch him as he as he develops. He's, but uh, you know we, we think he's got a bright future as well. Well, since you've been in Vermont, let me ask you about one one last non Latin American player there because he's your top draft pick, uh, Logan Davidson. What do you what do you think of what you've seen out of Logan Davidson, and 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 what are you what are you expecting to see from him in the future going forward? Yeah, well, I mean, we you know we, you know we were we were thrilled to see him available with the 29th pick. Uh, we weren't sure he was going to be there. Um, yeah, we we he's in Vermont now. He's just getting his his feet wet there uh and it's playing really well um you know his his stats don't reflect just how well he's playing i mean his defense is um you know it's as impressive as as everybody said it was going to be he's got really good defensive ability a really strong arm and he's putting together some great at bats i saw him hit uh some line drives right at guys that that would have been hits most of the time so he's been a little bit unlucky uh, but you know, we're, we're more than pleased with, with the progress he's made in just a short time. And, and I lied. That's not my last question, because I have to ask you about one last guy before <laughs> we go. Because we touched on him earlier, but I'd love to hear you talk about him a little more. And that's the 18-year-old Colombian third baseman, Jordan Diaz. He was playing in the Arizona League last year when he was just 17. He did really well there. I was really excited about him. And now he's in Vermont. He's been hitting really well, leading the team in a lot of offensive categories the age of 18 i'm just curious to hear you talk a little more about about what you see out of jordan diaz 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, it, we, another one that we've kind of aggressively pushed because we think he can handle it. Uh, and, you know, he has. He handled it in the AZL last year. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's got the leading OPS. Uh, he did in the league for a little while. He certainly does. Um, you know, he's got our best statistical numbers in Vermont uh, so far this year. But he, he's uh, it's a it's a short, compact, strong swing uh, corner infield profile at third base. Um, played really well defensively while it's there. Um, you know, he certainly still has uh, things to work on on the defensive side. But with you know, like so many of these guys, he just needs at bats. Um, right. And you know, we're we're excited about what he's brought so far, uh, and everybody who goes in there raves about what kind of hitter he is. Right, right, definitely. I mean, he definitely puts up the numbers. That that that's for sure. And at such a young age, <laughs> eight, you know, eighteen years being old, just being able to put the bat in the ball at all, you know, is is good to yeah, see. Yeah, and, and yeah, he's he's not at all overmatched in that league. And you know, that's always a concern about ours is that we're going to put him in a position. Um, they're not that they're not ready to to handle, but he he certainly has shown he's he's ready for it. Yeah, definitely. Now I'm really looking forward to seeing what what's ahead for him. Well, great. I feel like we know so much more about what the A's are up to in Latin America now. So it's always always great talking to you and getting getting these updates from you. So thanks so much for taking the time out again to chat with us today, Dan. Thanks for having me. I, I enjoyed it and uh, I look forward to coming back. Absolutely. Thanks to all of you out there for listening to this edition of our A's Farm podcast. Be sure to check back in for the next episode. And don't forget that you can always find daily updates on the A's top prospects and all the daily action in the A's minor league system on our A's Farm website at athleticsfarm.com. That's athleticsfarm.com. Thanks again. I'm A's Farm Editor-in-Chief Bill Moriarty. We'll see you again out on the farm. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. 